It's getting wild and our theories are getting wilder. What about today? Now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely G Squad of Amy, Ray, and Marlon. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. How is everyone doing? Don't well. cry. Finally dry. <laughs> oh? It was a wet week this week. It was a very wet week. Oh, okay. In the Bay Area, <laughs> like, it was. The Panthers not fitting? Okay. <laughs> no, it was just it was wet. I remember I was, I think it was Tuesday. I tried to drive to Walnut Creek and went, on the, went over there near the Emeryville kind of like on ramp and it was mm-hmm. all submerged for a good bit of water. And it just slow traffic. And as we all sort of sloshed through the water, couldn't see the lane markers anymore. It was just water and cars and gray, and it was the dangerous, it was the most dangerous I ever put myself into, and I immediately went home and said, I'm not driving at all again today. That I'm was out. a bad idea. Solid. Oh, my God. Well, at least we're out of the drought in California now. Yay. How long has it been raining nonstop? Uh, a biblical amount of time. Oh, it feels like a very long time. <laughs> I don't. Yikes. So I, it's been a while. I mean, somewhere. A weeks. There's a guy named Noah building a boat, and he's a little disappointed. <sighs> A little disappointed. The, the I wanted to flood was, the bay. He was he was he was feeling ready. His, his, his boat was almost done, and then it got dry. I was like, "Oh man!" Two of every people. <laughs> he just pushed the boat away. <laughs> I got I got two I got two two pit bulls, two Rottweilers. I was getting I was getting to everything, and now I got a little more loose. <laughs> As they should. I think Marlon is making uh, a making one. I know. Probably. Maybe. Well. We have some lovely things to discuss this week, so let's jump right into it. Um, As we had spoke about in the past few months about uh, the whole Dungeons & Dragons debacle that happened with Wizards of the Coast, we also were talking about how the movie, if that was going to affect the movie that Paramount Pictures put out, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I don't know. We'll see, but it just came out recently. Um, I know Marley and myself checked it out yesterday. Um... Any thoughts, Marlon, that I know you, you want to kind of just dive right in? Yeah. Um, I think it was a very, and I, and I sent it to the, to the group chat, it was it was a fun film. Like, it wasn't going to, it isn't going to be like game changing a la Ryan Coogler and Black Panther. Like, it's, 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 a, it's an enjoyable film that I think does a great job of not taking itself too seriously. Uh, and it's like, you know, it's, a majority of the film is bits uh, that happen to take place in the Dungeons and Dragons world. And it's where I think the cast shines really well. I mean, Chris Pine plays an amazingly great, inept, uh, awkward uh, character. He's one of the best of the Chris's uh, for this role. Uh, he does a great job. He's, you know, naive. He's funny. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez delivers what you want her to deliver on, which is very aggressive and strong, yet beautiful and alluring all at the same time. You love that. Justice Smith, and I say this to um, Shonam and my friend Jared this weekend, Justice Smith is uh, our black Michael Sarah, where he's just this awkward, <laughs> skinny guy who's like, oh, so I got true. a situation. Oh, man, what am I going to do? Oh, oh. so true. And, I, I he, and he plays that so well. I'm like, oh, I, I'm trying to go on a date this whole movie, but I just don't <laughs> believe in myself. And she's like, you don't believe in yourself. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. 
I have really low self-esteem. That's one of my that's one of my characteristics about myself that I'm gonna name out loud for the entire runtime of this film. Like, hey, I have very low self-esteem, you know. <laughs> and everyone does a great job. I feel like everyone does a great job and the magic is done really well. And what this movie does not a great job of that I think I want to see more of and that I was really surprised to see is they have a lot of amazing practical effects. Um, mm-hmm. This is a film that has uh, Aarakocras, that has Dragonborns, has all these very like like these very kind of like non-humanoid characters, uh, and the fact that they decided to go with a practical effect where like there is a actual person in a bird outfit with like eyes that correspond and wings that open and close, and it's just walking around the set uh, was just it was super cool to see that even the Dragonborn character was super cool to see. Uh, it just was really awesome to see nerddom taking to this level uh, and to see where the first Dungeons & Dragons movie uh, paved the way for this great film. Uh, because that first one was not... The first one was one of those films that's so bad it's good in a, in a, in a, in a very fun kind of um, viral-ish way. But I will say this film, really fun, really great. Uh, I'd watch it again with some friends and you know maybe make it a... A drinking game to point out some some spells or some things we notice uh, that are actively in the, the movie because they do a great job of trying to show you, hey, this is from the game, or hey, this is from Critical Role, or hey, this is from some inside joke that we have about um, this character class. But that's where I got off from. But I'd love to know for you coming into what were your thoughts seeing this film? Um, I. I went in with very low expectations because of all our previous talks on this movie. So I like it was on the bottom. And I'm so glad I actually did that because this movie, I'm not saying it like surpassed with flying colors, but I'm like, it was way better than I thought. Like the first five mm-hmm. minutes, I was it was I was already chuckling. And it is because Chris Pine, I I feel like this movie really showed the range of Chris Pine, only because the last Chris Pine movie I saw was uh that uh, Olivia Wilde movie, the Don't Worry <laughs> Darling movie. <laughs> and we all know the drama behind that and how he looked in the promos uh, for that movie. He just didn't want to be there. Um, I, I can tell from this movie, the cast really, really love making this movie. You can tell like they were so into character, especially Chris Pine. He was just, uh, I love him. He was a delight. Everyone, everyone had really great chemistry. Um, I, I, I like that it had the sense of we're playing like this is this felt like characters in the campaign that whoever is behind the scenes is playing these characters. Um, it felt like, yeah, the writing's not as strong narrative story. Like I think a lot of people who aren't familiar with this type of D D world is they're gonna be like, Oh, where's this where's the it's not it's not what it's about. It's literally about the journey and the side quest you have to do to to get across the board. And you, I feel like you see that in this movie because I like that there is a plot, but I like how every character has like their own quest and you kind of get to see that uh, in, in their choices or how they can grow as a character in those quests. Um, I love the action. Like the action was way better than I expected too. Oh, the cinematography was on point. There's a lot of scenes that really played on the perspective of some things, whether it's like action or some type of transformation. It was really cool to see. Um, there, there was a, oh my gosh, the locations. Like mm-hmm. I want to know. I, I didn't look up behind the scenes, but I, I am curious in where they shot some things because gorgeous, of course. 
the soundtrack that was nothing the music highly recommend it was on spotify go listen to that go grab it it's incredible like it's definitely like study music or if you just need music to clean your house amazing um i'm actually hoping like you know this is the first movie but they did pretty good they could get better um if they want to continue this as a sequel i am just curious if how how the writers are going about it are they gonna like stick like if they wanted to would they continue with these characters to do more adventures oh yeah or, you know, if I was a writer, I'm just saying if I was a writer, I would literally just have the same actors, but be different characters in another campaign story and just continue that too. But that's Hollywood's not going to do that. But that's what I would like to see. Um, well, that's already a critical role right there, which is just different actors. Doing true, different but like in the Hollywood, like this is Vin Diesel's campaign friends doing this. So it's like, I want to see him do that. You know, he has his own thing. I want to see him do his own thing too. Every every little celebrity has their only little group. Mm-hmm. I want to see him do his, what is his little flavor of how he do things? Um, but if he keeps the same characters, I am, I am I'm excited to see what next story they, they're going to do, what plans they have in store. And if they're going to, you know, they, there's so much room for more characters to join. Um, so yeah, I think the movie lays out a clear path to a sequel with the way they chose to kind of like wrap things and also there was um if you watch the film there's like a an additional act that's going on that is kind of hinted at and isn't really brought back to but it kind of sets the pace of like this bigger backstory um and i think they're pulling off what the original film attempted to do which is to do a sequel uh in this one you can clearly see they have uh the not only the momentum but the audience to pull off this sequel. Um, I think their filming location they were in, they're shooting in Northern Ireland for oh. for this. So it looks really picturesque and great. Okay, um, that was gorgeous. You know, and thus far, you know, they're on track. I think they were shooting to make um, like maybe like sixty five mil or whatever, and they're they already are doing pretty they're, great. You know, they're yeah. on track to make Good just show. that. So you know, we'll definitely yeah. get a sequel. Uh, and I think what was really great about the film is uh the fight scenes like you mentioned were great because in the fight scenes instead of it just being very much um tag you're it like a star wars like a lightsaber uh, fight trilogy <laughs> instead of doing the whole like tag tag fighting there's a certain point where there's like action economy in the final fight where literally how you play D plays out in this final big boss battle you're like oh this is chaotic but in a really cool way where everyone is doing something at once and the opponent is trying to counter all these things at once and doing reactions and like uh, op- attack of opportunities. And uh, there's a shield spell going up and someone's armor class is getting harder. So they're getting harder to hit. So they did a great job of, I think, making D&D approachable uh, in this way with familiar characters that people know already. Um, and I think that we're going to be in for them creating uh, this 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 world where more D&D characters can come into and we might end up seeing them roll out this franchise into being you know something they shoot movies with maybe it becomes a an Amazon property alongside of Vox Machina who knows but um mm-hmm. it's looking like D&D is a success and this is great for Hasbro you know they suffered a loss with uh, the internet not liking uh <laughs> their, their open guideline license but now they're getting a win with uh, this D&D movie. So thankfully they were able to uh, stave off the 
original audience that wanted to tank this movie in response to uh, Dungeons and Dragons and Hasbro. So, hey, among Honor Among Things is great, and they either did a great job of attaching this to D&D Beyond and releasing out character stat blocks for everyone. Nice. So you can see, like, cool, like, Doric, what's their armor class? What's their hit point total? What skills? Like, what? Like, so they gave every person in the movie a full, like, monsters manual breakdown of their armor class and their hit points and their bonus actions and they even are also adding in legendary magic items that were in the movie are now in D as well uh, and they're all for free so you can just download them and add them to your game uh and it's really dope to kind of see that that's that they went that extra mile to connect it and so if they do keep this franchise going we could see a lot more partnerships like these um they even had a great bit of partnerships with Critical Role with Jimmy Kimmel. He brought on a couple of um, tabletop RPGers to the Jimmy Kimmel show to go head to head with the cast about D&D questions to see who could win. Uh, and they obviously used the younger uh, crew because they play D&D. And it's very apparent that the older actors are like, we don't know what this game is. <laughs> and the younger <laughs> actors are like, oh my God, I love this game. This game is so great. I also just came back from playing... Uh, Breath of the Wild for the sixth time and get those Korok scenes <laughs> and it's like cool there is clearly the nerdy cast and there's cast who are like I got a script I thought it was cool and I did this thing and the other cast is like this sure. was my dream bro this was so exciting <clears throat> watching uh, like watching them on the red carpet it was just night and day like Justice Smith is talking about are you IGN and then ask them about like hey like I heard about E3 not happening and this video game this video game and you have Chris Pine he's like yeah, you know, getting into the role was just really about finding the center, you know, finding where this character's truth was. Uh, and then someone was being like, yeah, it was cool to be this this cool barbarian and throw stuff. So it's very it's very interesting cast, and they have the momentum to go forward. And if you haven't seen it, D&D, uh, it's a good film. And we'll see if um, they can get some more sequels out of this bad boy. Do you did think- y'all have any, like, I know for you and Aiming and Ray, like, did you have any thoughts about seeing the film initially? Well, I'm curious if you think Ray would like it. Because hmm. he hasn't seen it yet. And he plays Bendy as well. The thing. I know overhyping things is where the issue lies. And so I think going to this film with no expectations is the best way to do it. Yes. Like, had the studio been like, this is going to be the best film you'll ever see in your life, I might have come back differently. But because I went in being like, okay, this is a D&D film. The last one sucked wet grass. I'm not coming into something this is going to change the genre. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, actually, this wasn't that bad. So, hey, that's a win for y'all. Keep this up. I think it's that. I think it's a it's a film that is going to tickle at your nerdy-like bone a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you will you won't feel like you wasted time. Ultimately, you'll watch it and you won't feel like, oh, like I, like I feel like you won't leave it like, cool, I can't get those two hours back. You know, you'll be like, great, that was actually a cool time to spend watching this film, is what I would say. Also, because we're doing completely, like, no spoilers. Um, there's, like, going in with no expectations and seeing things that you were, like, you didn't know, like, like, secrets and stuff, like, no one hinted at or said anything. They're in this movie, and when you see it, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, oh, my, like, that to me made it even funnier because... I was not, there's a lot of things I just didn't see coming because of the writing and direction in this. And that's why I was like, 
every five minutes, I was like, okay, that was smart. That was smart. Yeah. Um, There's a cameo that absolutely killed me. Yes, in and I, I don't want to say anything, but that <laughs> had me dying for 10 minutes. It took Amy, away. <laughs> and that's when I was like, Amy, you have to see this movie. <laughs> you have to. Because of that one scene, I was like, okay, Amy has to see this movie now. See it for that cameo and also yes. see it for <laughs> Ray J. Jean-Paul. Sorry, yes. Jean Page, who I will say to this Raymond Wright to you right now because I wish I had known this. He's not in the movie for that long. And I think he was there mostly to pull in the audience, but just know that going into it, he's not going to be like a, a bigger, he's just kind of there Which to have his moment. It's a great moment. <laughs> that made me sad. And he's great in this film. Like he shows a whole side of him that I think is such an additive to this film that I loved it. But like, to be truly with you, do not expect him to be here from like, in, from introduction to end he only has a very small thing in this film that of course i think is tied into something else but just know that it's fun everyone has fun cameos are fun it's and fun. you leave like you know what i'd watch another one of these yeah i agree with Marlon. I, I i i love seeing it but i feel like if even if you see it again with like everybody it's gonna even be funnier because now it's like now we have to make fun of it together or have commentary on that together i think i think that makes it even i think that was meant to be i think this movie was meant to be seen with your nerdy friends and i think it actually heightens the the experience in seeing it because then it's more fun that way um i feel like seeing it by yourself you're like okay you know of course notice that there are some things that make no sense because it is a movie. <laughs> it's and, you, and, that, and that's fun to be like, that doesn't make any sense why they did it that way. But I mean, hey, you gotta, movies got a movie, but I don't know why they're doing it this <laughs> way. Got a movie. And it's funny because the movie, I think, is clearly aware, but it's like, we don't have time. And it's like, all right, okay. You did have time, but I mean, go off. That's fair. Let's keep going. Okay. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. Give, it a, give it a watch. Hmm. Give it a check. Interesting. Okay. I'm sure I will sooner or later. <laughs> sounds like uh, <clears throat> sounds like Star Trek Beyond, and I like Star Trek Beyond. So mm, interesting. Mm, mm, mm. Have mixed feelings about also Chris Pine in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, Chris Pine. <laughs> so that's Chris what you, Pine that, that, that got that has part of you already invested because of that connection. <laughs> Good, just bless Chris Pine. I, I I love him so much now. I, I'm he is the best Chris. This movie, he's the best Chris. <laughs> he is. I'm putting him above all the Chris's now. I Even mean, Chris Evans? Chris Evans is my boy. Mm-mm. He, he, he surpassed Chris uh, Evans for me now. Wow. Damn, okay. That's, a, the moment. Mean, that's a big yeah, statement. That's what you say. You can have your Chris I kind of don't believe this? you, though. I told you, because Chris Evans, Chris Evans is great, but I feel like... He has to be in a certain thing Careful. to see his greatness. Chris Pine has been in the most, he has the most random range and he's always entertaining to me. And I'm like, I actually I'm like sorry. that. I'm sorry. Did what? you not remember Chris Evans and not another teen movie? Does that not show you range? This I... man was naked with the banana up his butt. With Rip Cream <laughs> and not another teen movie. And then what does he do? He delivers to a Snowpiercer where he eats babies. Talk about range. I mean, that's range, but that was that was old Chris Evans. He don't do that no more. 
Which makes me kind of sad. Knives Wide Out, where he was like literally over the top aggressive. That was one movie. He's had so much time after Captain America. Did you not see that Netflix film where he was like a the he had like a little cop mustache and was like a an assassin and was so funny. Yeah, the Gray Man, right? Rage. He's been apparently working on a. some of the Scott a- Scott Pilgrim that's about to come out soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's in a movie with um with Anna the the other the girls and everything. Yeah, and they're With like, Apple TV. Yeah, that movie. Have you guys seen the trailer of that? Of uh, you said Apple yeah. TV. I heard about she's, uh, it. She's she's like a spy TV. and like I don't know. It's kind of like a mixture of like a Mrs. Mrs. Is Smith it type man, thing. The Man Tivities. I can't remember the title, but that's his latest thing that's coming out. And I'm like, oh, I'll see it. Because I do like Chris Evans in comedy. Um, but I just think Chris Pine's just naturally funnier. He, he delivers the lines a little bit better for me. Oh, uh, it's called... Actually, no, I don't know what it's called. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, Apple TV, Apple TV movie. That's all I know. Because <laughs> I oh. saw it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is that. I highly recommend listeners to go check it out, especially if you love playing D anD D. Um, and let us know what you think. Um, and with this, I'm actually going to turn it to Marlon because I think you have a whole review of a show that we must watch immediately. You have a whole crumb. You. you have a whole crumb. A whole crumb. All of this. by yourself. <laughs> whole crumb. My whole crumb. What's my whole crumb? <laughs> History of the World Part 2. Oh, we're doing that crumb today? Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's a crumb we'll do so, right now. So for this crumb, I want you to convince us why we should see this. Okay. Um, love that. So, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, just know that during the interim of this, we talked about things we were going to cover. I mentioned this, and then they were like, not this week. And I, and I closed all the tabs. To that one, and so they literally said, "Actually, let's go back to it." And now I have to find all the tabs. Control Shift T. Control Shift T. <laughs> Thank you, Raven. Okay, so so angry with you all right now. Uh, so the year was 1981, and then History of the World by Mel Brooks came out. It came out. Uh, and of course it's a Mel Brooks property. So it's one of those kind of like real big famous things. Uh, the film had Gregory Hines, Dom DeLuise, uh, Ron Carey, Sid Caesar, Madeline Kahn, uh, basically anyone who was anyone of the, the eighties at the time was in that film. And it was a staple. It, was, it, it talked about history and this kind of funny, um, less than historical or lack thereof type of way where it's like, cool, like, what if we just make fun of history and talk about certain circumstances? Um, like, how do you test eunuchs and what kind of shoes do the Spanish inquisitors wear? Um, were this kind of the, the things we talked about in that film. 1981, and it made sure to say part one in it. So, of course, you would think, okay, there's another one. Well, that one didn't come out until 2023. Uh, so that's the sequel. It took that long for it to be made. Um, Mel Brooks is still behind it. He's still uh, attached to this property, but he's, he's attached to it as um, as the narrator. Uh, and he's listed as the writer, but the writer of the original um, mm. History of the World Part One. The new writers coming into this one are a lot of noticeable writers and comedians um, like Nick Kroll. Wanda Sykes. Uh, you have uh, Ike Barinholtz from Matt TV. 
Uh, you have Owen Burke, Adam County. You have a lot of people who helped out make a lot of uh, up-to-date current comedies now. Uh, and so what you end up happening is in the first one, you'll notice there are, with the exception of Gregory Hines, a ton of white people uh, in history of the world part one. It is primarily white people. With Gregory Hines, they had to be like, hey, what about the black man? And like, all right, Gregory Hines, you do your thing. He's he's in there as Josephus is his um is his character's name in the first okay. one. Okay. Yep, Josephus. Uh, so this one you can imagine, like, cool, like like how are they gonna update it? Well, this go-around, they brought on every POC and woman actor, writer, they brought in everybody into this one. And I honestly think it's for the betterment of the entire series. Because you get to see your favorite actors and actors and comedians in different roles. Like Wanda Sykes plays Harriet Tubman, who is actually in an underground railroad that has like frequent train stops. And, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and, and like you, you see the scene and like these people come in there and all you hear is train going to Canada, leaving in five minutes. And so it's like, we're on the wrong side of the tracks. And they just run off, off the screen to, to go back around and go to the other side of it. And it made me laugh. It tickled me a lot. Um, and you also have a character. You have Tyler James Henry, who plays a Union soldier named Mason Dixon, uh, who is attempting to help um, them rescue Ulysses S. Grant, who's played by Ike Barinholtz, who's an alcoholic who was told he couldn't get any alcohol. And so now he's trying to pretend to be a Confederate soldier to get a drink. It's convoluted. It's wild, but you've got to watch it. Because at some point they do a song where they say, basically sing about every other state sucking except for the South because the South has good old-fashioned racism. And everyone's like, yeah, oh we, we, we love racism down here. Uh, and it's literally the entire song. is being like, don't you hate it? Like California has, has all those ethnicities together. Boo! <laughs> And they go into, like, uh, Soviet Russia, where Jack Black plays Joseph Stalin, who is, he plays Joseph Stalin like any of his great Jack Black characters. He's, like, really shy. And he's, like, hey, so, like, what if I'm in charge? And, like, I have this really cool plan. It was, like, be quiet, Joseph Stalin. You have stupid ideas. And he's, like, okay, I'm so sorry, guys. And then he just runs off with, like, a little, like, plate and serving sandwiches to people. Anyway, it's great. And it's probably because you have Black Jesus. The show does a great job where they refuse to let anyone else play Jesus except for these like black actors. So you have JB Smooth in there, you have Quinta Bronson oh is in there, Zazie Beats is there playing Mary Madeline, sorry, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> uh, and Jesus is just this like sexy black man who everyone's like really attracted to. <laughs> and they turned it into uh <laughs> turn it into what's that show? With Larry David, they literally turned the crucifixion of Christ into a curb your enthusiasm thing. Oh, I cannot. Where, where they're Wait. complaining about Jesus, and he's like, "Listen, Jesus invites us to come out. He never picks up the bill. Like every time we come out with him, <laughs> oh my he never God. pays." I... <laughs> and the disciples are like, "Yo, chill, Judas. You can't." Jesus is like, "What? What? Why am I being persecuted? Because I'm saying it's a problem." And at some point, I like, and at some point, like the Romans convinced Judas to flip. I say, listen, what if we like give you the money from the bill? He goes, you'll pay me. Oh, of course I'll do it. Like I, I'm, I'm burning, I'm burning a hole in my pocket because of Jesus. This Jesus guy keeps taking my money from me. <laughs> and it's just great. Like it's just every episode is just colorful. The writing is really great. Um, it's just really funny. 
and I was only disappointed with eight episodes because I was hoping it would be much longer than that. But they're just eight episodes that's supposed to be a full-length movie, which is the OG one is a full-length movie. Mm-hmm. This one's eight episodes. Uh, it feels really funny. It feels really paced really well. They use a lot of great uh, comedians in this. Like Ronnie Chang plays Chinggis Khan doing uh, a DNA test where he's like, everyone's related to me. <laughs> I fucked half of each. I mean, you said Ronnie, like, Ronnie Chang. Ronnie is just like, he's loud and he's funny. He's delivering what you no. want him to deliver on. And he's just like, have you ever thought, wow, I'm, I'm really into kombucha? It could be because of me, goddammit. You don't even know. <laughs> Wow. And honestly, you'll have a good time. You'll love it. I guarantee it's going to be funny. They do like a lot of things with the Beatles and how Jesus and the disciples are the Beatles. And Yoko Ono was made funny. Oh, how did we get there? I a guess. good chunk of the episodes are about Jesus. And they're honestly really good. The <laughs> it sounds like a running gag. Are, it, it's a running gag. And they keep changing the characters. And at some point, Nick Kroll asks the questions, can white guys have dreads? And no one responds to it and just continues to ignore him. And he keeps being like, hey, I keep asking this question and you all keep giving me knowing looks. Um, can white guys have dreads? And they're like, listen, let's just let's just talk about this album. Let's just talk about this album. <laughs> Nick Roll would be the perfect person to be asking that question. It's really good. Like, I, I, it's, it's so good. Like, And again, the cameos, Taika Waititi's in this for like a brief moment, as is literally um danny devito for a hot minute who has like a tiktoker as a daughter who's like literally anastasia at a certain point and it's just like hey y'all i'm like we're getting kidnapped in this house and i can't believe it hashtag unbelievable hashtag the proletariat and it's just (laughs) and then all you hear is just like god trust and she refuses okay. to turn off her phone. <laughs> She's just I'm one. I want to see this one. Oh god, it was so good. Anastasia being a TikToker. <laughs> Please watch it, y'all. It it's it's worth the watch. And I'm hoping to do a part three because they end on like this cliffhanger where like maybe we'll get another one. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I had a cliffhanger ending. Wow. It's really good. I gotta say, like out of eight episodes, they're really good, they're really funny, and you'll have a lot of just like fun time with actors you like. You know, it isn't like you have to watch the same actor do. Cause like, again, with the originals, I think it was like four guys. You just kept swapping roles between each scene to be a different guy. Mm-hmm. And, but now you just have a full cast, an ensemble cast who's there. Uh, and they bring their A game. They bring their A game, and it's just top to bottom, funniest shit. Wow. I didn't. I, I think it's inter- interesting that. I know, like, we're in the era of everything being rebooted and remade and whatever, but it's mm-hmm. just really cool that. They remembered the first movie and actually went all out for part two um, with a bunch of, you know, noteworthy actors and actresses to be a part of. So, And Mel is there every step of the way just to remind you that, hey, I'm a part of this and I fully approve it. And I love what they're doing with this show. Wow. Yeah. And it's a great example of when you of like a property mm-hmm. being improved with diversity it literally the films were good by themselves is fine but now you're bringing in literally other comics with other experience with other backgrounds that i think is just adding to it you know that's bringing their own special something to these these moments and it's it's a it's a fun time it's a fun romp for 26 minutes each episode oh it's so nice. good and this is on what streaming app it's on hulu 
on Hulu. Oh, look at Hulu. Hulu's getting some grace. Who's getting the game out there, y'all? Who's getting? Who's the like, game? don't forget about me. I'm here. I never forget. Like, Yo, we got everybody on this show, we y'all. Like, you signed a lot Hulu. of paychecks for this. Like, I know, again. but Hulu is like, you use me, but you don't talk about me, and it's true. We use we we talk about Netflix and Disney Plus and HBO well, no. all the time. This show for me proved. Oh, this is that Disney money. Because the mm. amount of A-lishes they had on not one, not two, but three episodes. I'm like, okay, y'all are putting down bank <laughs> checks because this this person is in multiple episodes. They're not yeah. a small star, small celebrity. So this is like you're you're out here cutting checks. Mm. <laughs> mm. Nice money well spent. Mm. Awesome. Well, definitely check out. Thanks for the crumbs, Marlon. History of the World Part Two on Hulu. Sounds like a meal. Sounds yeah, like it's a, a meal. meal. <laughs> I also got my favorite actor from the the HBO show um, about religion. Uh, the oh my god, I know what it's called. Uh, oh god, religious family. Oh, what's it called? Big the, Love? the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, the Righteous Gemstones. I have I've never seen that is show. It, is, is it good? First of all, the, it's it's Danny McBride. Yes. Um, so if you've seen any of his movies or his shows, it, it's it's what you. I missed his other show. It's the exact same comedy. Um, okay. <laughs> so don't go in. There's going to be. But but Tim Bolts in that show plays a character named BJ, uh, and it's the exact same. He behaves similarly in all his properties. Just very skinny, confused um, white guy who's just easily just ruffled and frustrated uh it is he does a great job and this is being uh, a, a white man easily frustrated. sounds like you my ex if you haven't experienced an easily frustrated white man in your life um it's also great that show has two seasons so that out too. and an emmy it's, it's got an emmy Ooh. so definitely check out that show as well wow well, since we're still on Hulu, since it's such a great app to us, we are going to actually take the time to recognize Abbott Elementary. It's, as you know, it's in season two. We're actually getting kind of close to the end of the season. It's been a wonderful, great season. Um, more, You know, the gang is still there with more side characters being part of the season. Um, I think we wanted to kind of dive into their arc, knowing how they started off in season one and how they are doing in season two and where do you think they're going to be heading on uh, moving forward? Um, But I I also want to plug in, I just found out today uh, in about two weeks, um, we are getting an episode about um, Janine's mom. As you know, there was an episode a few about a week back about her sister visiting her. We always talk about her mom, but we never knew too much about her. Um, Marley, you know, who's playing her mom. Quinn's who's playing Quinn's mom in the show? It's uh, that woman who's um, uh, Taraji P. Henson. Yes, Taraji P. Henson will be playing Janine's mom. I was mom. trying not to say whoop that trick because that's all. Because that was what first came to my mind. First was, of all, <laughs> I, was to my mind. I was like, I don't want to say it out loud. Cookie like, Lion from Empire, aka her, uh, will be stepping in in an episode that is coming out. And about not this week, maybe next week, uh, called Mom, and looks like she's gonna pop up, have a pop up visit on Janine, and I'm very curious about this episode because, as you know, Janine talks about her mom all the time. It's you know, uh, there's times when Janine um, 
talks about her and her sister's childhood and how it seems like the mom wasn't really there. So to see that in present day, I'm very excited. But yeah, let's talk about um, what are you guys' favorite moments so far in this uh, in this season? Mm. Or is this just too much? I should have narrowed it down. Uh, <laughs> let me look at these. Let me look at these things. Favorite episode so far this season. Uh, it made me laugh. That's hard, actually. It is very Story hard. Samurai made me laugh so hard. That Which was... one, Marley? <laughs> the one about Story Samurai. That one filled me with such like I was laughing, but also I was so embarrassed the entire time. I'm like, oh, you guys, stop. No, so make him get up there and do this. So make him get up there and perform. Oh God, it's so bad. This is so bad. Fire was That's... very good. Ooh, yes. Fire was very good. Because uh, as soon as that episode started, and it was, I was like, oh, this, the premise of this episode is uh, Robert messed up and, right, and, right. and uh, started a fire in the school, and, but she don't want to admit that that's what happened. This is going to be a great, fantastic episode. Oh, <laughs> I was, I feel bad for her, but then I was like, you're going to have to admit it. You're going to have to admit it. You and that scarf. For her. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think because I that and the Valentine's episode are also wild. That little boy oh my gosh. was just not catching those hints. That little... <laughs> These child actors on this show are just so good. And that That's... Valentine's episode killed me. It was so good. That's another thing that they've done a good job of is just like keeping keeping the kids involved every now and then just long enough to be like, yep, this is a school, and they just have some that little boy. Has the little boy this year, uh, how many times has he been in an episode that's like, oh my gosh, they're fighting, and like it's a little <laughs> tiny kindergartner. Yeah, yeah. How many times have they used him now? Like four times, five times? That's so precious. That's oh so gosh, funny. Uh, uh, yeah. For me, I really loved um, the mural arts episode because um, the what the kids were into, the little sock show, and Jacob could just not get why they were into that show. And I'm like, as an educator, that has happened multiple times of like kids get into something. I'm like, I just don't understand. And that's all like, yeah, they would be um, uh, performing that in class and stuff. And I'm Let's just, talk about it. It's raining tacos. <laughs> yes, it's raining tacos. I was so it's conf- exactly that. <laughs> I remember being an educator and that song came out. And every time we had a computer lab, Eight computers are blasting. It's raining tacos. I'm like, what is so good about this song? It is a we minute and forty five like, seconds, and it says the same hook over and, and over. Like, uh, and, and this like, sitting there, <laughs> like they're playing some Mac Dre. Everyone's going crazy. Everyone's just going wild. And I'm like, what is this? This song is giving you ingredients to make a taco: <laughs> beef and cheese, cheese and meat. And I'm like, what? This song is just describing ingredients. <laughs> I'm so confused. So confused. Uh, that episode hit the mark for that because I was like, yeah. It, it, to me, that was just too fun. And this is with the older kids. So, you know, they're like the preteens, teenagers in the school. And so when they're really into something, like, that's all they can just yeah. obsess about. You know <laughs> what, Kat, What it reminded me of, and I'm wondering if y'all did this too, was I, I remember being in middle school and I, I remember – the Amanda Bynes show had this character that changed the way people reacted. And they, they would say, man, and I remember mm-hmm. man was the thing. And we would just say to teachers all the time. And so at the moment I was like, 
cool. The raining tacos. I'm like, oh, I also, as a child, said manhand to several adults when they asked me things. So I can, <laughs> I'm also a part of a thing. Those are like, what's this show? Amanda Bynes? What does she do on the show? <laughs> like, why are y'all repeating her in my class? We're going over work right now. Yeah. I mean, for me, to me, SpongeBob was the best example because especially I was in high school and like that had just came out. That was that cartoon just had all the lines. And the fact that years later, it's still a great show where mm-hmm. kids are reacting to lines and then i'm following up with oh i know that episode i'm gonna complete your line because i too watch spongebob but it's just that and then understanding how i like that they try to have the idea of keeping your legacy at a school but like at the same time you have to respect like in the moment like kids are gonna be kids and they're gonna look back and be like oh this was stupid but like it was a fun time like i i think that was I think that was a really realistic message to look at. Like, I remember when I was in elementary school and we had like a capsule project, you know, and the stuff we threw in there. If I had to go back and I don't even know what was in there, but if it was like like a empty Kool-Aid bottle and like a Gushers packet, I'm going to be like, really? We Who saved this? Like, it's because we were kids, you know? So I felt that. <laughs> good episode. Um, it was a good episode, but... The festival episode, I think to me, just it upped. I think that might be my favorite episode because it had a lot of uh, all the secondary characters came to be. It had a lot of, I feel like the writing was a little bit different than how the usual format was. Um, and I don't know, it just it had a lot going. And I, it was just, it was like chaos everywhere. And it just kept going. And then in the end, uh, Zach, Zach Fox had to come back and he had another song. I had that song in my head for a week, you guys. I just kept, I could not stop singing it. I, I'm not going to say it because if I say it, I'm going to get it in my head again and then I'm going to be singing it all week. But if you know, you know. Um, he had another catchy song for the school. Inappropriate song that he sang in front of the whole school, but it got the parents and kids into it. Uh, it was a great bonding moment because uh, one of the ongoing storylines this season is uh, Lamar Odom, as you best known as Aaron Burr from Alexander Hamilton, um, is trying to turn Abbott into a, a charter school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I worked in both, so I, I understand how that feels. But Abbott Elementary is very special. They don't want to do that. But, you know, he has the monies and means to actually do that. This episode, you get to actually see... Uh, the teachers are like, we're trying to stop it. Um, the parents are stepping up. And that looked really great to see that. Parents were like, no, we want our kids to be at this school. We don't want any of your charter schools and how that affects our children, you know, especially children, uh, black and brown children in uh, in like an inner city area. Like those aren't, I wouldn't, I, I, I think there's a lot of social commentary, commentary there, but even having him in that seat, it's just, it was just so good. Uh, that was my favorite scene in the, in the series, and I hope I hope to see some uh, awards from that episode, honestly. But I don't. I, I am knowing that we have about let's see, we have about three more episodes left to uh, to the season ends. Do you guys have any predictions on how we're gonna go, or what are some things that you actually would like to see? Knowing that we have Janine's mom coming up, who else do you want to see that perhaps the other characters talk about? Um, 
I definitely when that episode aired, I was like, man, who's gonna play her mom? And then because that's at this point that has to happen sooner or later in the show. Uh, and so yeah, no, that that episode is definitely exciting. Um, that one's written by the uh, person who wrote Fire that I really like, and the the other one that oh. I won't that I won't summarize very 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 long but the juice episode was another favorite of mine this season because mm. uh, that one was hilarious uh, but they so I was excited to hear about the mom um, they clearly have to wrap up uh, Janine and Gregory in some sort of like so they have to we have one more they have to Whoops. have one more big moment in this in this season because they, they've been pushing them around a lot this season so it has to end mm-hmm. on a cliffhanger totally probably Pam and Jim oh yeah like, totally Pam and Jim yeah, they yeah, definitely yeah. Pam and Jim it up this season oh, yeah. and I love it yeah because they're so awkward at work now <laughs> I'm just like it's the <laughs> best it's the best part of the office in another show because that was what kept people drive driven in the a lot of those episodes early on but yeah so that's gonna be good um and and though i'm curious how they'll cliffhanger it into next year because i that charter school beat felt like it was something that they were gonna like if we get a season three maybe we shake it up by doing a charter school if we're maybe we say that for season four so what other storylines are they gonna kind of use here and there because uh they could probably get another season or two, like just dealing with Abbott Elementary stuff. But mm-hmm. like one of the reasons I think Parks and Rec worked for as long as it did, and this show is going to be on the air for a long time, I already can bet that. Um, they mix it up every season ish uh, after like mm-hmm. the first couple, because she had the season where she was running for office, and she had the season where she was figuring out the Harvest Festival, and they had the season that, with that uh, maybe that was half of a season, but like. They they had the season where goal. she was she was dealing with the recall for a lot of a season and mm-hmm. then the national park season so they just kind of, like they had a different thing that was happening each season to kind of keep the characters around but mix up the exact plot of what's happening so I feel like we're not done with mm-hmm. that uh, beat about the charter school for a while we, that'll come back later. Hmm. Yeah, true, true. They haven't they haven't shown Barbara's husband yet. Harper's husband. No, that character still has to come in sooner or later. Okay, that's who I want to see. Who's going to play Shirley Rouse's husband? Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. she talks about him all the time. It's going to be the progressive guy. You think so? Guy. Remember the, the black State guy? Farm who, guy? Who, no, the black guy who did the, pro, the progressive commercials. Oh. Uh, I don't remember a black guy doing a profession. Progressive, progressive commercial. commercial. The, the I think you're picking the wrong company. I think you meant State Farm. I think you meant State Farm also. State Farm? He, State Farm. Was he in 24? Was he in 24? President? It was all state. All state. All state. I knew it was one guy that no, worked for a company that dealt with insurance. Oh my gosh, if that's her husband. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it, it's going to be. I, I hope that it's something God, like I that. Hope I hope it's Canada. Like, please. I can't see anyone else now. Because I feel like if he walks into a room, he's, he's he, like, I think it's going to fit her story of like, my husband is like, you know, God fearing, honest, strong man. He comes in with his deep. Hello there. Like, I feel like that's going to be. It's, right. yeah, it's, it is perfect. Oh, I, I can't wait. That's, we'll see. That's we'll see. But I do think that um, in the episode about Janine's mom, I think her mom's going to be Ava. Or her mom's going to be like very Ava-like. And you're going to oh, see, I'm sure. oh, this is why she has conflict with Ava. Because her mom literally mm. is like, are we going to the club tonight, girl? 
It's like, mom, we have to go to the thing. Oh, but that doesn't seem like that's like fun. Let's go have mm. some fun. And she's like, I have to do because it's like she's so structured that the mom has to be out there wanting to right. dance and party and be forever young and it's going to hang out with Ava and then we, we might get a, a moment of growth from Ava who might end up being like you have a whole daughter like I wish my mom and I could do this but like that's true she can't because she's sick or like I feel like we're, we're going to have this moment where there's going to be another episode of growth for Ava because we had the episode with the step uh, kind of uh, um, episode where she was like there to talk to the kids on their level and tell Janine Hey, the kids don't want that. The kids want this. It's a way of showing it's cool. Like there is an educator in Ava. She's able to tap into when she's talking with kids and working with kids who have these needs. Mm. And also the episode where she's taking care of her mom and it's like selling things. So I think we might get another episode where Ava is going to like great. be that that like support. Ava's, Ava's growth has been. And then don't forget the episode where she had to sit in on Jacob's class and that yeah, actually that was found really out Jacob was a good teacher on African American <laughs> studies that <laughs> she's going to go take night school to actually get her credential to be an administrator. And I was like, well, that's growth. Well, damn. I mean, I reacted the same with Gregory did when I'm like, you don't have a credential? And he was also kind of like, yeah, oh, he was God, like, fucking kidding me. <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel Gregory. He, he has <laughs> to school me on and he is, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> no less? Oh, what was the other beat right ep- story in that episode? Uh, who was the other one? It was Valentine's Day, right? That was, was happening. Okay. Um, yeah, because it was like oh, yeah, no, the yeah, main characters yeah, yeah. dates right. with the presidents. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Jacob you're thinks right. he's going to get fired because Ava's in his class. You're right, Every you're single right. class. <laughs> Every class. And then she's like, wait, you forgot to mention this like you did in the past period. And he's like, you're right, I did. You're paying attention? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, encourage the kids to pay attention. I was like, I was like, who is this lady? <laughs> <laughs> she's taking notes. She's like, you guys have to pay attention. It's going to be on the test. She's a clown. <laughs> like, wow, Ava was really. I really liked that. I really liked her uh, storyline because that was. I was not expecting that at all, and it made me made me cheer for her a little bit more. Yeah, like, I okay. think I think the show is aware that Ava can only be so bad at her job that it's endearing before it kind of teeters on like, okay, this is just negligent. Like, what you're right. doing is dangerous. So I think the, like they want to avoid like season one Michael Scott and try to find like what's the line <sighs> that she can tow where she's like inappropriate in a way that's like okay you should you can kind of have this job you know and I think they've been like figuring that out this that's year. the that's still the parts of Rekka how far can a libertarian boss of boss of the government like go before mm-hmm. he's like he would just be worse than Ava like he has to do something mm-hmm. uh so yeah no 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 they <sighs> They they got it figured out. It's it is a great time. It's uh it's familiar in a lot of ways that feel uh, minimally repetitive, but like it's all the best parts of these things that these other shows that we've watched for so long. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's hard it's hard not to like it because it just it has picked all the best parts and it has given it its own life and it is its own thing at this point too. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately the show might lean into a season where they become a charter school. They or got become, to like, maybe like right a public right. charter, like like maybe even like if it's a half a charter. season. Yeah, like yeah. It's half a season where like maybe you know they're owned by homeboy from Hamilton's Gear to Aaron Burr for a little bit, uh, and they talk about like how the struggles of working in a private charter, mm-hmm. and then maybe they get a, a subtle way which they become a public charter versus a private charter. 
because there's more public attachment versus a private. They can like have more rules and have more teachers things. So I'm thinking that our goal with this show, they might go for a charter school discussion uh, and talk about some of the positives and the negatives that are associated with it and kind of go from there. Hmm. It's just... This is such a, to me, this is the most wholesome show on TV. Like compared to everything else, the stuff we watch as far as dark and twisted and super fantasy land and sci-fi, this is like the most wholesome thing, but it's the most real thing because we've all been educators. We've all seen the highs and lows in that job. And I think the show just, it just hits the nail on the head every single time for me. And I think that adds on to like it's an enjoyable show, but I think that adds my love more to it because I've been there. I've been Janine. I've been all these characters in situations, and it's just it's funny to see in a in a, a comedy of how they can do it. Because I was like, I couldn't do that. I get fired, you know. So mm-hmm. I just all praise for Abbott Elementary, and I'm so glad that they're winning all the awards and they're still like telling such great stories. Um, and also because of the show. Um, they've caused a lot. They've they've had a lot of causes and stuff to donate money and resources to other schools too. They bring that awareness to education, and so that's just another plus in their books. And mm-hmm. All good. Mm-hmm. Also, if you never seen Abbott, listeners, um, it's on ABC. But if you are a streamer kid like me, it's on Hulu. Um, comes out. I like to watch. I think new episodes on ABC comes out on Tuesday. So for Hulu watchers that's wednesday for us if you need to watch a new episode um check it out um season two is going to end by the end of this month which is april so yeah watch and enjoy Mm -hmm. um anything else on the docket before we have to fly away if you wait if you're watching picard please please stay tuned listeners we we, we're putting something together for that as we're heading towards the end of this crazy season um (laughs) I know this episode will be out a week later, so there's probably going to be more crazy stuff we're going to watch. True. Um, but stay tuned. We, don't worry. We got you. If you're confused, we're confused too. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. <laughs> or whenever whenever uh, we're all whenever caught we up. we get the ending? Because right when Ray gets back, yeah, if you, got, you have time to watch it to catch up. So. At that point, I think we will be at the ending. Yeah. Okay. Well... With that being said, thank you guys for meeting up and talking about all the wonderful things that we talk about. Listeners, thank you for making our show the show of your day. Don't forget that we have social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and WeForcePodcast.com. With that being said, stay safe, have fun, and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.